0: How's your Snapchat coming?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just crushing it on Snapchat. I'm making I stories. Even,
0: I couldn't even get to you that sentence with a straight face.
1: no. No. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, the podcast that's all about sales funnels and marketing automation. I'm your host, Barry Moore. And this week, we're going to talk about daily emails. There's uh, always been a debate about weekly, daily, what's the frequency you should mail your list? And there's some uh, proponents like Ben Settle, for example, who are famous for uh, emailing their list every single day. And I had a friend who just went through that same process. He wanted to start up daily emails to his list. Uh, And there's lots of lessons learned, so I thought we'd get him on to share uh, that process, the wide mail daily uh, the how, the technical challenges that he had, and come some of the surprising results with um, mailing your list every single day. So we're going to get Sean K from Casual Marketer on to talk about his journey in setting up a daily email routine. But before we do that, of course, the shameless social proof segment. This is where I read out your reviews from iTunes or Stitcher and uh, share a little bit of love back to the community. So this one comes from John at XL Campus in the United States. Five stars, a must listen for any email marketer. Awesome. He says, this is one of my favorite podcasts. Barry does a fantastic job of interviewing some of the top marketing professionals in the industry. If you've ever wondered about single versus double opt-in, listen to episode 41 with Chris Davis, Case Closed. I also really enjoy the tactical 20 episodes where Barry shares some really great and actionable tips that can be implemented in 20 minutes or less. This is really smart marketing and something to learn from. The podcast is at the top of my playlist. Thanks, Barry. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to head over to iTunes and leave a review. If you'd like to do that yourself, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever your platform of choice is, leave us a review and I will read it out on a future episode. And then before we get into the interview with Sean, uh, stick around to the end. There's going to be a special offer. Um, I'll tell you all about that after the interview, but you don't want to miss out because that special offer window is closing. So we'll see you again at the end of the episode. But in the meantime, let's get into this week's interview with Sean K. from CasualMarketer.com. All right, I'd like to welcome to the show Sean Kay, a good friend of mine, and uh, he's gone through an interesting exercise recently that I thought uh, we might all get a little bit of uh, benefit out of, and that's starting a daily email routine. Sean, welcome.
1: Thanks, man. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, I, I want to talk to you about it. Like, So you've, you've recently launched a physical product uh, and accompanying that, a, um, a daily email you want to tell us a little bit about what your thought process was in, in starting up that product and that program?
1: Yeah, so take you back to sort of July 2015. So as we record this, it's sort of mid March 2016, and um, I decided I wanted to do a physical newsletter. I liked the idea of um, of getting stuff in the mail, and I liked the idea of putting together a newsletter. I, I do a lot of writing naturally. I write a lot of stuff and. And one of the things that sort of came came home to me was all this writing, and I actually don't publish it anywhere, that's kind of constructive, it ends up on Facebook or it ends up in, in other people's forums or whatever, but I wasn't really kind of structuring that in any kind of way that was useful for me. So I decided I'd put this monthly physical newsletter together. And um, when I started thinking about the idea, I posted in a Facebook group, strangely enough, about how, how should I, you know... Does anyone have any ideas about this? And Andre Chaperon, who's kind of like the long-form email guy. Um, yeah. He he came back to me and said, um, you should check out what Ben Settle is doing with his newsletter. So I started looking into Ben. I'd listened to maybe one or two of his podcasts or whatever. and But anyway, I decided I'll, I'll check it out. And I ended up on his email list. And the thing about that's interesting about Ben is that he emails every single day, and sometimes even more than that. If he's doing something that he wants you to know about, he'll he'll send lots and lots of emails about it. So started um, started getting these daily emails, and uh, they're pretty cool. Like content, maybe is not for everybody, for sure. Um, he has a particular style or whatever. But I kind of thought, you know, I get what he's doing here, and what sort of resonated with me was that one of the reasons why I wanted to do the physical newsletter was because I wanted people to actually read the content. Um, if you send people something by email, they have a propensity just not to bother reading it and throwing it away. But if you send something in the post, they read it. The other thing that came to to mind, it was, was something I realized was with these daily emails, I was kind of getting in the habit of reading them. So, I would get I would wake up and I'd wait for them or I'd go look through my email and find it and see what story he was telling today. So I kind of it, it all kinda of gelled for me. It was like I want people to consume what I'm writing. So I'm gonna give it to them in a physical format, but I want to keep them engaged outside of that and I want them to build up a rapport with me. So I just the the daily emails kind of gelled. And as as I kinda of went through this journey, um from July through till I guess November when I decided I was really going to put this newsletter together and, and, and do the work for it. Um, the one thing that, that kind of got added to it was I'm going to, I'm going to start emailing daily. I'm going to start writing uh, fairly lengthy emails and telling a story or sharing an idea every single day with people and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess Ben's probably the most kind of well-known of the daily email crowd. Um, it's his big Kind of the signature move is mailing every day, like you said. Uh, I can I completely understand like the the physical newsletter. I think it's a great idea, and, and having received it myself and being a customer, I think it's uh, it's spot on to what you the goals that you set out. Uh, you know, you do want to consume that, you do want to hold on to it, you do not want to keep it. You get to read it somewhere whether you're not online, you don't have a device in front of your face. Um, but but the decision to do the daily email along with that. Was that, was that, uh, the motivation there? Were, were you sucked in by by Ben's daily emails? You know, as a, from a consumer point of view, you know, did you see that his were really working, and you thought, "Hey, this is a good idea," or you just wanted to try it as an experiment, or you just wanted to write and get your writing out there? What was the thought behind the daily email accompanying the physical
1: newsletter? So, I kind of originally had thought, well, I'm going to blog. A lot for this for this project Um, that the idea was I'm going to produce um, a lot of a lot of original content and I'm going to get it out there and I'm going to get that in people's hands and then ideally you know it's the the ascension model of content marketing which is I'm going to put out a lot of really what I think is good content and then um, that's going to compel people to actually want to sign up and become members of the newsletter to see what else I'm offering. And I, I saw how that worked for me. So um, I've been doing online marketing and internet marketing for kind of a long time now. I've been around it for eight, nine years now. And it was one of the things that in the last, probably last five years, where I went, wow, That's a pretty interesting thing. What I realized was that the people who would subscribe to a physical newsletter, they're going to have to be fans. They're going to have to be hanging out for what I have to say. So if I don't talk to them a lot and I don't talk to them regularly and I don't have a conversation with them, they're not going to learn to like and respect my point of view on things. So the email did that. Now, there's the other element that I really liked about email was that, and particularly emailing every day, was that if I'm going to produce all this content, right, and I have my list, the biggest piece of feedback I kept getting from people when I first started but also beforehand was, well, why are you sending these long form emails to people? Cause the average email that I'm sending out, um, over the, since I started this, I think the average length is about 1100 words, which is a really long email. Right. And the, the feedback I'm getting or, been, or was getting from some people was, why don't you just put a teaser in an email with a link to your blog, send them to the blog. And then if they want to read it, they'll read the email and, The the mental leap that I had made was, well, if you're on my email list and you want to read what I have to say, why do I want you to jump through hoops to do that? Like I already have you on my email list. And for me, email uh, email is the most convenient form of content that I get. It's in a place that's easy to access. It's on just about every device that I have. And I can use it and read it and consume it whenever I want. I can also go back. I can go back to it as well.
0: Yeah, and it's not surrounded by a million other distractions either.
1: Well, no, it's just and one of the the subtle things with the email is every single email there's a link to go sign up to the newsletter. Every single day there's a there's a takeaway and a call to action that says now if you like this go do that. And that's it. That's generally very rarely do I have more than one link, but usually it's one link down the bottom telling them to go sign up for the newsletter. But it it is about I'm going to you're on my list. Um, you're already there. I don't if I want you to consume content, there's no point in me forcing you to jump through hoops and and do you know internet gymnastics to read the content. I just want you to read it, but you read it when you want and where you want. If you wanna if you wanna read it on the bus, read it on the bus. If you wanna read it on the toilet, read it on the toilet. If you wanna wake up first thing in the morning and read it, that's up to you. But do it when it's convenient for you. So so that was the thing I really liked about email. And I I kind of the whole the whole casual marketer thing was was what I guess I sort of thought was content marketing sort of 2.0. You know, the original view of content marketing, um, people like Pat Flynn say, oh, be everywhere. Well, being everywhere means you're nowhere, right? Because you're spread so thin, you're publishing, and you're not really worrying about how people consume it. Well, I kind of said, well, for me, content marketing this next generation isn't about being prolific and across 10,000 modalities. It's about finding the people who want to con- who want to get your content, want to read your content and giving it to them and getting them to consume it. That's the next iteration in my mind. So the physical newsletter was about consuming. The email is about consuming and the email is about building an affinity with the reader so that they want to consume the newsletter as well.
0: Yeah, I totally get it. Like if there'd be such a disconnect... If they just got, all, if all they got was the physical newsletter once a month, they'd be like, oh, what's, oh, what? Who is this? What? Am I still on this? But if, yeah. you're in, but if you're in their face every day, now they're going, they're looking forward to it. They're expecting it. They know it's coming because you told them it's coming. Yeah, great idea. Um, uh, let's, all right, let's talk about the how and the the planning that went into that. So um, there must be a lot of discipline that goes into writing an 1100 word email every day. Did you, um, how did you go about
1: changing your
0: kind of behavior
1: to make that a reality. So that's that word discipline is actually, I'd say probably other than the I guess the the quasi-marketing angle of getting people to read something and then having an affinity for it, the personal discipline angle was actually the biggest motivator for me personally. That As I said, I write a lot. I write quickly. Um, I write on a lot of different things, but it was largely unstructured. And I always have found with my list over the years that I didn't didn't really send a lot of emails because I didn't really feel the need to do it. And the problem I had with that is people lose touch with you and like, who are you? Why are you emailing me? Because you're not doing it all the time. But also too. Um, the whole thesis behind casual marketer is that you know it people who have a job or who have their own small business or who you know maybe have their own responsibilities, but they kind of wanna learn to either do some online marketing or or they wanna you know improve their their own existing business or whatever through you know online marketing and so that takes a lot of discipline, like, you know, you have a job, I have a job, and to do all this other stuff, it it requires a lot of discipline, and it, it requires hard work. So the email piece is, frankly, hard work. Every single day, I have to find half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour to sit down and write something, and the logistics behind starting it was that when I kind of made the mental leap that I wanted to do this, um, back in October, November, I... Got Evernote, and every time I'd get an idea for an email, I'd write down one or two lines in a in a notebook in 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 Evernote. And so, when I started writing emails, I think I had sixty to seventy email ideas. But a funny thing happened along the way. Uh, I still go and have a look at that from time to time. But pretty much every single day, I get one or two different ideas for an email to write that day, and um, and so it it it's very topical. And they're also um, they're also very story driven oftentimes. I'm sharing anecdotes or things that happen. So um, so part of the part of the purpose for me doing it was to instill that discipline um, in making sure that I actually do something every single day on this part of the business. So that was kind of the mental the mental process.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask, did you did you bank up a few before you started or you you're actually riding one every single day during the day?
1: Yeah, pretty much every day. So um we caught up um here in Sydney, what, sort of like two weeks ago on a Wednesday night, and uh we we had dinner and we hung out with a whole bunch of people. It was cool. And then I think I left around eleven thirty uh that night, twelve o'clock, and my rule is that the email has to be written before I go to bed that day. So I think I got home around twelve thirty and basically had to write an email. So um I had originally had the intention of banking up, you know, five or six days in advance or writing them all in one go or whatever. But um it's kind of cathartic. It's it's almost therapeutic. I actually enjoy now sitting down and, and banging out one of the emails every single day. So I, I literally have zero um zero in reserve. I have to sit down and write them.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, so moving on to maybe the, the technical challenges then. So you essentially were starting from a, a standing stop as far as uh, your list and the relationship with that list. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I, I have. I had a couple thousand people on my email list that I picked up over the years. So just you know just north of 2000 or whatever and um but you
0: hadn't been mailing them regularly no
1: nah, i don't think i think the last time i'd sent them an email before i started doing this in sort of late january early february the last email i'd sent them was in august and then before that it was like it was like june and then you know then i had switched from infusionsoft earlier in 2015 i think i may have sent them one email then but yeah it was very very minimal engagement and that that posed some interesting issues um you know uh, i think my first email i sent out to the list was was pretty much along the lines okay i'm going to email you every day these are going to be long if this isn't your thing or you don't want to hear from me or you don't know why you're here then down the bottom is an unsubscribe link you should unsubscribe so that was kind of um that was what i thought was me being a pretty cool guy and giving people an out clause the thing that i probably didn't really think through was that what that would do to my um to, to saying- my your sender, sender
0: reputation.
1: Yeah, my deliverability. That was probably the one piece of the jigsaw puzzle that I stupidly didn't think about. And uh and I'd say it it hurt me um for a couple of days uh thereafter. Um but I had a chat with Chris Lang, who you've had on who you've had on the podcast, and and Chris's uh Chris's advice was, you know what, man, just stick to it. Just he gave me a couple ideas around how to format my links and stuff. Um and, uh, and I also, it was interesting. I was hit. I, I ended up on a new server when I started, uh, when I started sending. Uh, it was by happenstance. I ended up on a whole new server from, uh, Active Campaign. And their server had had a bit of a, de- a deliverability blip as well at around the same time. So I think I kind of got, you know, I, I didn't do myself any favors. And I don't think AC did me any favors either. But, that was probably the one thing I didn't really, um, trying to be a cool guy. I think I actually shot myself in the foot a little bit.
0: Yeah. For those listeners who might not know what what the implications of that is basically, um, you know, you starting from a standing stop and not regularly mailing these people, you send your first email and then the, uh, the computer overlords see, um, a large unsubscribe rate on that first email because that's <laughs> essentially what you told the people to do. So it's going right. Oh, this guy's just, he never sends before now he's sending. And all of a sudden the first one he sent, he's got a big unsubscribe rate. So this must be bad. So, um, which affected your sender reputation. So yeah. That maybe if they would have trickled off on their own accord, instead of being kind of pushed out the door, that might've had a lesser effect, but who knows really?
1: Yeah. Look, and, and it, it, to be fair, it kind of bounced back. Um, there, there, it's been an interesting journey from that deliverability and engagement perspective because um, anytime you have a list, like I've been building that list from probably 2010, maybe even as late as 2009. So there's some people who've been there for six or seven years. And, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of autoresponders and sequencing like that. I, I think it's – I don't like getting them, so I don't want to send them. Um so it's really a large, large broadcast audience. And, um, and so that kind of had a six and one half does the other, you know, half the people didn't know who you were and half the people were like, geez, man, haven't heard from you in a while was, was kind of the feedback. So uh, yeah. And the thing that's really problematic, you kind of come back to the sender reputation deliverability stuff is it's just, it's just a black box, right? Like you just don't know where you stand or, or, or why things are happening. Um, you know, Google have their Postmaster tool, which just doesn't seem to work, Um, can't seem to get any information out of it. So it's been that's been challenging. Right. So um, and especially my list, I think I'm running at, you know, 60 something percent of the opens are Gmail. So um, so it's something that you have to learn about. I would say if I had a piece of uh, a piece of feedback for people listening is uh, take a little bit of time and learn how deliverability works and get a feel for what things like sender reputation are um because they're they're important and I don't think we I don't think we talk about them a lot.
0: True, very true. And um just if you want to share some of the the stuff you learned about the links as well. I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> I I thought I was being uh again, you know, my my whole thought process is, was how can I be transparent with people? So I decided that rather than, you know, just, you know, traditional click here, sign up now, those kind of links, I thought I'd just put the URL in, right? Just straight up URL. And uh as in like the link the, actually yeah. reads
0: http:// code yeah, the naked, slash slash,
1: yeah. Absolutely naked links, right? Yeah. And so um so that was kind of Again, my thought process was just give the just tell the punter where they're going straight away, right? Let's give them the option of clicking. And uh, unfortunately, as Chris pointed out to me, um, that sounds really good in theory, but in practice, what's actually happening is the reader is seeing a, a naked URL. And because you're doing open in click tracking with like Active Campaign or whatever, it, that link doesn't actually, that URL doesn't actually go to that URL directly. So when it hits something like Gmail, what's happening is they're seeing this URL and then it's actually pointing to another URL entirely. And, you know, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to work out that mm, that looks kind of spammy. It looks a bit, you know, it looks like you're trying to misdirect people so his idea he he said to me you know what go back to click here and sign up now and just hyperlink to those because you'll get yourself out of trouble and and sure enough that one change saw my effectively my my open rates kind of kind of double from what they were the previous days um making that one change
0: yeah very cool um and for for those people listening who might not know what we're talking about um when you do the link tracking in Active Campaign, you know Active Campaign has to kind of replace it with a shortcut link so that it can track who's clicked on which link. So if someone sees, you know, HTTP colon slash slash casual marketer, and they see that, living behind that is some other made-up link that Active Campaign's using for tracking purposes. So um, what Gmail is seeing is, hey, this guy said he's sending you to Casual Marketer, but that's not actually what the link says. So what's going on here it must be something shady. So yeah so <laughs> the internet's the only place where you get pu- punished for being transparent. I love it.
1: Yeah and it's it's you know it's frustrating right because um the problem probably that compounded it was the unsubscribes and some people marking things as spam right because already in the eyes of Google and Gmail they they have question marks about you and so then you compound that by having links that don't point to where they say they're supposed to point to and you start to look pretty dodgy. So, um, so it was probably a confluence of events. Um, the other thing that, that I've been paying a little bit of attention to are, uh, stop words. So things that, um, words that get used in spam a lot, things like internet marketing, um, Online business is another one. So those words, um, they naturally flow, unfortunately, in my emails. So I have to now, uh, I would say I spend 10% of my time figuring out uh, (laughs) euphemisms and other ways of describing those terms um, to to try and get past those those filters um, as much as I can, which which is fun because what I do is I also take the emails every single day and then I smash them up on my my blog, so those emails turn into blog posts, so um it makes a lot more sense than for Google, so it's kind of the Google dichotomy right it's on the one hand, I'm trying to get past gmails filters. And then on the other hand, I'm trying to use those exact same words that I'm replacing on my blog so that Google knows what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to search. So it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's proving to be a little bit of an interesting challenge.
0: Cool. All right. So, so that's kind of the challenges covered off. What are the, you've been going for a little while now. What have the results been like?
1: Yeah, pretty good. So what was really interesting, um, is that, the take-up rate on the daily emails is actually increasing. So more and the open rates are kind of getting better as as things go on. And the thing that I'm seeing as I'm starting to do a little bit better, a little bit better engagement tracking with ActiveCampaign is that while the daily open rate is what it is, um, over the course of like a two-week period, uh, probably double the daily open rate The number of people are opening the emails. So, um, some people might not open today's or tomorrow's or Thursday's or whatever, but they will open something and read it in the last two weeks. So that's been, that's been cool. That's been something that until you start doing that tracking, you don't actually see that kind of uptake. Um, The financial benefit was really fascinating as well, because I was kind of expecting the subscriber numbers from, from people that I knew uh, and people who knew me directly from other places, I thought that would be sort of 75% of the people who signed up for the newsletter as paying customers. But it's actually been the flip of that. It's been probably 75% of the people off my list signed up and about only 25% um, of the signups were people that kind of know me through, through happenstance. And it's been really fascinating. So people who, uh, I've been on the list. One guy signed up on the first day. I think uh, you were number one, so <laughs> thank you. And uh, number two was a guy who wrote me a really long email and said, "I've signed up and I've been on your list since 2010." Um, uh, you know, he, he, he goes, and I always looked out for whenever you sent me email, and um, I'm really excited to to get. Um, I'm really excited to get the newsletter. So that was kind of cool. Um, The other thing that's been...
0: That's a long tail, that one.
1: Yeah, So, and that's been, you know, I haven't done a lot of list building in the last, probably the last two or three years even, probably the last two for sure. So to get 75% of the signups come from that list has been pretty interesting. I mean, that's uh, that shows you the power of email because a lot of people will tell you, right, like if you have an old list, just throw it away and... This kind of maybe tells you that that's you need to rethink that theory a little bit and see if you can get people reengaged before you you burn your list. So um, so that's been an interesting uh, an interesting outcome. And the other one is just a personal benefit. Like uh, truly, every single day I send out the daily email, and without fail, somebody sends me a response back. Without fail, they I'll get a reply that says, you know, this resonated with me. Um, Today because I thought of this or or I was working on that yesterday and this came through so I stopped and restarted and every single day I'll get an email like that where somebody will come back to me and say you know this was helpful or that really made me think um, so that so that's been that's been personally beneficial
0: very cool and where where's most of the uh, the new sign ups and new traffic coming from
1: it's an interesting one uh, I I did a what's What's fascinating is I did a couple of posts on using Facebook's notes. Um, I started doing some Medium posts and some Facebook notes, and uh, the Medium just didn't really get a lot of traction. Um, I'm not sure how that really works. I haven't invested enough time in it to to develop that as a traffic source. Um, uh, I, I think it's just, uh, I don't know, I just think it's like, you know, blogging for millennials—it's just not really of interest to me. So, I've tried Medium a little bit uh, as a traffic source, and it just really hasn't worked. Um, the Facebook Notes was interesting. I've, I've taken a couple of the daily emails, turn them into blog posts, and then take the blog posts and then publish them as Facebook Notes, and um, that did drive some subscribers to both the opt-in list. But strangely enough, I picked up like a couple of uh, a couple people actually bought the newsletter out of it as well, and I, and I knew specifically because they actually told me, oh, I saw this thing on Facebook, and where do I join? So um, so that was really interesting. And then I kind of stopped doing those because um, Facebook have their, their new whiz-bang thing coming in April that they let the media do, so you kind of link your blog posts to Facebook and it shows them embedded within Facebook, so I think what I'll do is I'll just, um, I think when that launches at F8, I'll uh, I'll just go down that path. So I've kind of parked the the Facebook strategy, um, but then doing things like podcasts and and just letting people know that I'm doing it word of mouth. They've seemed to have been driving um, opt-ins and subscribers at a at a rate that I'm even a little bit surprised at at times.
0: It has your Snapchat coming.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just crushing it on Snapchat. I'm making I stories. Even,
0: I couldn't even get you that sentence with a straight face.
1: No, no, it's one of those ones. Like when you do something like this, um, and you have limited time, you have to pick your spots, right? So I have a face made for radio. So Snapchat and and Instagram and all that noise—that's that's never going to work for me. I just don't. I can't pull that bikini off. So. I steer clear of those things, and you know what? I just don't. I just don't like meme quotes on colorful black backgrounds. Trying, you know, with my name underneath. Like, uh, maybe it's.
0: What about pictures of
1: food? I don't mind the odd picture <laughs> of food. I don't mind a good coffee picture, personally. Um, but, but you know, it just doesn't. Uh, I just don't. It just doesn't work for me. So it's one of the things that I, I kind of one of the principles I have is that if if I don't like. I don't like getting something as a consumer. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of producing it. So stick to what you like and stick to what you're good at. I guess and, and Snapchat and Instagram and those kind of <laughs> things—they're totally not. They're totally not my thing. I love. I love it. It's like here's
0: this uh, quote that's not from me, posted to my social media by my VA in the Philippines, in an attempt to bond with you on social media. It's just.
1: Well, you know, I, so I, ironic. I, I'm looking at. I I have to say, I what I find even worse is when somebody uh, somebody quotes themselves. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what what <laughs> ego and hubris do you have to have to, to do that? Like, uh, you know, uh, what am I going to do? Like, I'm looking at one of my posts now. Why don't people mind their own business? Am I going to put that on a meme poster and stick it up and put my name under it? Sean like, K,
0: 2016.
1: Yeah, like. I just can't, that to me, that just doesn't mentally register. So I'm never going to do that. Like, I, I think that's just, that's just, um, arse hattery. Like that's just not, not my <laughs> thing. So. Yeah, that's right. So I'm not going to actually, uh, so I'm not going to promote myself that way. So I, I stick to more traditional things like podcasts and stuff just to kind of, to get the message out there as it were.
0: All right, brother. Any other surprises in this journey that, uh, you weren't anticipating?
1: Yeah I I think I have to say the one thing that that shocked me the most is how um well probably two things actually one is how quick you get at it so always people always said you know writing is like a muscle right the more you work it out the better you get at it the faster you get at it and I always kind of I've, I've been lucky that I can write quickly and I don't I'm not one of those people who has to um write a whole bunch of stuff and edit later and just try to get things on paper. That That's not me. I, I seem to have the ability to to tell a story from start to finish in a, in a cogent and coherent way. And it just, it just flows. So I've always been somewhat lucky at that. But one of the things that's been really interesting is the more I do it, the faster I get at it, the easier it becomes, um, the quicker the story forms in my mind and and the faster I'm able to do it. So, you know, uh an eleven hundred or fifteen hundred word email, I can I can get that out now in under forty-five minutes. So that's that's pretty impressive. And then it leads into other things as well. So um even writing the newsletters, which end up being like five thousand plus word, you know, journeys, um it, you know, I can pound one of those out in a day or two if I had to. So uh so the writing um The writing has become better and faster and easier for me, which is great. And probably the other surprise that I've had is actually how much I've enjoyed doing the daily emails. Um, uh, I didn't didn't think I'd actually like it. I kind of looked at it, you used the word discipline early on, and I kind of thought of it as this is a, a bit of work that I have to do every day. But now I actually look forward to the point in the day where I get to sit down for an hour and do this. Um, I like the feedback and stuff. I think that's great as well. But, but the actual time I get to sit down and do it is, is, is pretty cool. And, and um, I highly recommend it as well uh, to people because even if, even if you don't write daily, if you make a habit of sending an email to your list regularly, um, your list becomes better. Like, one of the interesting statistics i can i can tell you is imagine you have a couple thousand people on an email list you send them an email every single day and you go a week with one or two unsubscribes like that's ridiculous right like i never would have thought that was ever going to happen but i can go 3 or 4 days without anyone unsubscribing nice. and and that to me has been freakish like i thought every day i'd lose two three four people or something at least right at least i'd lose that and that i'd have to go out and hustle up you know half a dozen 10 new subscribers a day just to keep the list um, fresh but also to keep it you know relatively the same size but not at all um i think in the last two weeks i think i've had three unsubscribed so um so that's been that's been probably pretty surprising so there's been a lot of those kind of things but yeah it's been surprised that i'm getting better at writing faster, and I, I actually like it now. I like writing emails, so those have been the two things that jumped out at me.
0: Cool. Well, well, thank you, brother. I think we'll wrap it up there, and thank you so much for sharing that journey with us, and where's the best place people can find out more?
1: They can go to casualmarketer.com
0: lovely it just conjures up visions of like a smoking jacket and a ascot
1: i love it well it's kind of freakish way right? you know i mentioned this to you the other day we've got the active marketer so you're running around crazy hustle and i'm kind of just kicking back watching netflix right emails it's kind oh, of cool.
0: right i think you've got the right idea brother that's it all right thank you so much sean And we'll see you online see you later All right, I'd like to thank Sean for coming on the show with us and sharing his lessons learned from starting a daily email. And if you are at a full-time job and you want to ramp up a part-time online business, I'd urge you to check out what Sean's got to say over at casualmarketer.com. All the show notes for this episode will be over at theactivemarketer.com forward slash 54. I mentioned a special offer at the beginning of the show, and here it is. I've been busy behind the scenes putting together a membership community all focused around sales funnels and marketing automation so that you can fast track your results in getting these powerful strategies and technologies into your business straight away. What you'll find inside that community is shared automations, funnel templates, checklists, blueprints, training, uh, full-on training courses. At the moment, we've got several in there. We've got an SEO course, we've got an active campaign course, we've got a podio course, we've got more coming all the time. Next month we'll be putting in a Google AdWords course and a uh, Instagram course as well, uh, and we'll be adding to that list of training all the time. We'll also be running mastermind calls where we talk about the latest tactics and techniques that are working in the market to generate leads and turn leads into customers. I'm really proud of this community and I'm really putting all my kind of effort behind it. I really want to make it a place where you can go and learn and grow and also have access to a community of like-minded members who are doing exactly the same thing you are. So they're learning all the lessons you've learned. They're sharing all the tactics and techniques that are also working in their business. Now, I want to reward those people who want to take action and want to get in early as founding members of the Active Marketer Insiders community. So I've put together a special offer. If you head over to theactivemarketer.com forward slash special offer, you will find there a list. Just jump on that list, say you say you're interested, uh, and I will be sending out an early invitation to get in at a discounted price. Now, that discounted founder's price is not going to be advertised anywhere. You'll never find it anywhere. No landing pages, no sales pages, no nothing. This is not fake scarcity bullshit. This is uh, on the up and up. These founder rates will be on offer to only those people who have been following me for a while, but on my podcast, on my mailing list. Um, and I want to reward those people that have been with me this whole time by giving them reduced founder's rates that will never go up for the lifetime of the membership. Now... Um, The price of this membership will certainly go up as more and more templates and and automations and training goes into the community and becomes a much, much more valuable asset. Prices will go up over time, but your price will never change as a founding member. So if you're interested, you can go find out more information at theactivemarketer.com forward slash special offer. But you need to be quick, and we'll only be keeping these founder rates open for the next week and a half. So if you don't get in early, it's going to be gone. So head over to theactivemarketer.com forward slash special offer, put your name and address in there, and we'll be sending you out some more details soon. In the meantime, I want you to get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level with sales and marketing automation. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.